Hello, and welcome to Carried Away. I'm your host, Carrie Murray. As the founder of the Bra Network, the Business Relationship Alliance, I have met some of the most inspiring women working as entrepreneurs, freelancers, founders, executives, and creatives, and I want to share their stories with you. So let's get carried away. How quickly do you bounce back? Are you pretty resilient? How short is the road between failure and success? Joining me today is co-founder and global operations of The Lonely Entrepreneur, Victoria Sherman. We get carried away about how entrepreneurs do not have to go at it alone. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of Carried Away. I am so excited to bring to you Victoria Sherman, head of global operations and partner for The Lonely Entrepreneur. Welcome, Victoria. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to talk to you about uh, all about you, um, but The Lonely Entrepreneur, first off, what a clever name, um, because entrepreneurship can feel extremely lonely and yep. isolating, um, especially when you're first starting out. You feel like you're working in a bubble um, and you're like just throwing spaghetti against the wall, hoping something works, something you know, fixed, as you're building, right, right. Yeah, you're building your brand. <laughs> but uh, I want to start with your story. Tell me about you, your journey uh, to the lonely entrepreneur. Sure, sure. So um, I had uh, worked in corporate finance for a better part of my adult career. And um, I think somewhere deep, deep inside, um, I always knew that finance wasn't going to be my calling. Um, and by the way, I hate math, so not sure how all that <laughs> came together. <laughs> but like as I was, yeah, no. <laughs> but as I was climbing the corporate ladder um, and kept getting, uh, you know, promotions and getting into different positions, um, it's almost like as much as I tried to get out of it, the more I was pulled back in, and people were like, "Well, you're good at it," and I was like, "But I hate it." <laughs> um, and you know, uh, being a woman is finance, uh, you know, 10, 15 years ago, again, there were certain things that, um, as you, as you climb the corporate ladder that you deal with. And I was like, yeah, listen, there's gotta be, there's gotta be a different way to do this. Right. Um, women should be given more opportunities. There should be more training and, and whatnot. And it just became this ongoing thing where I was like, I have to find a way to do something that's more fulfilling because going home at the end of the day, after I spent, you know, eight hours staring at a revenue model, was just not doing it. Um, right. And, you know, the, the, the stress, you know, I would um, come home and uh, be like, oh my God, you know, I still have to do this investor relations presentations for the CFO for, you know, 6 a.m. tomorrow morning. And it's just, it's just, just not fun. Um, and I think somewhere along the way, the entrepreneurial gods heard me <laughs> <laughs> and answered my prayers. And it just so happened that I had met, uh, Michael Dermer, who is the um, you know, founder and, and my business partner now, the Lonely Entrepreneur, um, about five and a half years ago, and he had just come off his deal of you know, selling uh, the company that he had found back in the day and sent one. Um, and he was like, hey, listen, you know, I went through this journey and you know, I have all this uh, insight and experience and I want to be able to give back to the entrepreneurs. And we just kind of started talking about it. And he's like, you know, help me vet it. And I was like, that sounds really interesting. Um, and he was just starting to, to think about writing the book and he sent me the first couple of chapters and, um, I was completely hooked. Um, you know, I had dabbled in entrepreneurship a little bit and my brother-in-law and I started an online Russian bookstore. Oh. Um, 
and catered to the libraries in the U.S. So, um, you know, we failed and failed pretty quickly, which is a great lesson. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, If you're going to do it, it's better to do it quickly. Um, But there was something about uh, the way that Michael had talked about, you know, helping entrepreneurs with the struggles. And um, because I had experienced a little bit of that, you know, along the way and also in a corporate world, right, when you're, um, when you think about what you're doing and how it relates to a bigger cause and, you know, how you fit into the company, you can say that, you know, there's entrepreneurs, right, in the corporate environment. So I think I've always had that mindset. And anyway, something just struck me and I said, listen, I don't know exactly what we're doing and what we're going to do and how we're going to do it, but I'm in. Um, and so, uh, I'm a single mom. And so I would work my, you know, finance, uh, kind of demanding corporate job during the day, come home, take care of my two girls. Um, and then probably after nine o'clock for a period of about a year, you know, just get on the phone with Michael and, um, think through and talk through the lonely entrepreneur and all the amazing things that it could be. Listen, half the time we were talking about stuff that I had no idea, you know, what he's talking about because he had built a company, you know, 500 people and, you know, season CEO, and here I am. I'm, I mean, yes, intelligent, finance, and all that stuff. But I was like, wait, what is this new language? <laughs> right, sure, sure. The um, transition from corporate speak to entrepreneur speak is very, it's like learning a foreign language. Oh my God, 100%. And uh, totally a whole new language. And, but I think that's part of what really fueled me is this idea of taking on the unknown, right? Which is a very, definition of being an entrepreneur where you undertake things and um you know and it just for like I said for a year I worked on the side of my day job with Michael and then um you know one day we're like okay we're gonna do it we're gonna launch it and you know I came to my family and friends I said hey I'm quitting my day job and I'm gonna go do this and they were like you're kidding right it was literally I started on April 1st 2016 was the official day and till this day people thought that it was going to be an April Fool's joke right because like you you can't be serious like you're leaving a pretty you know comfortable steady finance job to go do the unknown and like I'm like listen in the entrepreneurial spirit we'll figure it out like I believe in what we're doing I think there's such a void and a gap um uh for entrepreneurs to have a single destination you know to help them solve all the personal business issues that arise yeah and and so, you know, the lonely entrepreneur has really become, um, you know, a journey of not only helping entrepreneurs, but I myself going through certain issues that entrepreneurs go through, right? And in building the business alongside Michael. So um, it's been, uh, it's been pretty amazing uh, just exciting. to think where we started and where we are now. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, you know, for, for women specifically, when we decide to turn our passion project into our business, um, it's kind of, we feel this like obligation, like this is my baby, you know, like I don't, oh my God, I, don't, yeah. I can't, I can't bear to leave it. Um, yeah. And you get very attached to it, but also, you know, we have the responsibilities of raising our children and bringing in income and healthcare and, you know, all the things that come with that. So to take the leap, did you ever have moments during that year thinking that, I'm not going to be able to do this. This is not going to work. Or did you always feel very strongly that as a, as a partnership, you two were going to have something great happen? I would be lying if I said that uh, there was always this like, you know, we're on top of the world feeling. (laughs) 
But uh, the one thing that I will say very early on, I learned, um, and I think part of this is, you know, the opportunity to run the business alongside Michael, is you just have to put on your big girl pants. Um, and uh, I think somewhere along the way, there was a little bit of the imposter syndrome, um, even though I didn't really know, again, because this is entrepreneur speak, right? And right. Uh, it wasn't something that I was, uh, kind of QBT before, um, I kind of learned it on my own skin, and I was like, "Oh, so that's what people are talking about." Yeah. It's like, you know, I'm here. How did I get here? Why am I here? Right? And if you allow yourself to wallow in that, um, and if you allow yourself for the thoughts to to get a get a better, you know, and the one you, it prevents you from actually being who you really are. And so um, I had the understanding early on to, to say look I am here because I may not know everything and that's actually a blessing um, which I think a lot of entrepreneurs and a lot of business owners and women especially um, take that as a negative versus a positive right because if you don't know something you have vast opportunities to actually learn and get better right oh yeah and and um, the more the more you don't know and the more you learn allows you to make better decisions both in business and in personal life right Right. And so I had to overcome that. And, and there were times definitely when I was like, oh, my God, I, I don't know. I don't know. But, uh, you know, I let that sit for about five minutes. And then it was like, listen, I'm here. We're doing this. I believe in what we're doing. We have a plan. Right. And like, you just you, you got to go for it. Yeah. I love that. I love that. So when the, did it just start with just the two of you that launched it? Um, or did you have a small team or was it just you two bootstrapping it for the first time? It was just the two of us bootstrapping it for the first time. And my first task um, when officially joining, because we had been working on the, um, uh, on the book, you know, for the year prior to my official start date. And, you know, April 1st, I joined and the book was supposed to be published on May 1st. And it was like, okay, well, so we self-published. And it was like, okay, your first task is to publish our book. And I was like, I know nothing about book publishing, right? <laughs> but again, it's like, what I don't know can actually be great. So by the end of that month, I literally had direct, uh, you know, phone numbers and email addresses to people on the other side of uh, Amazon self-publishing services, right? Because hey. you just have to find a way. Yeah, you make it work. <laughs> and also, you're, you sound like your passion drove you to want to get, find the answers to things you didn't know or things you needed to learn. You know, we're total, it's, it's just such a strong drive inside our belly when you're an entrepreneur that I think really diff makes a difference between, is this a hobby or is this something that I really want to make money doing? Um, yeah. So that's incredible. Like when you have that uh, inside your deep in your belly, you know. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, one of the things that I think Michael and I have always said is that, you know, you can always find people who say you can't be done. Right. But the, the entrepreneurial passion and like you said, the drive is what makes you say, OK, we there's always a way. Right. You have to be creative. You have to find that creativity that you didn't even know existed within you. Yes. Right. Because yeah. thinking out, you know, it's a little bit cliche, but thinking outside the box is great. You got to get rid of the box. Yeah. So true. <laughs> like. So, yeah, so that's why I say, you know, the journey uh, of, you know, of being an entrepreneur, building a business and, and being in situations where um, you're just, you find yourself uh, talking and thinking and 
um, looking at things that you had no idea even were there, right? Or what it is and what to do with it. But uh, the more you immerse yourself, right? The more your perspectives open up and you're like, ah, okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So tell me about the lonely entrepreneur. So you guys built it. How, how does it function and how does it support entrepreneurs? Sure. So the lonely entrepreneur, you know, our mission is to um, uh, help people turn their passion to success. Um, and, you know, entrepreneurs and small business owners from every industry, from every walk of life, um, we want them to be able to take that idea and turn it into um, a successful business. And we do that in a couple of different ways. One is um, what we call our learning community. Um, and so it's a, um, you know, SaaS product, online product that anybody with a smartphone um, can access as a member. You, you know, subscribe, monthly subscription. Um, and with it, you have learning modules, you have um, weekly live coaching sessions, you have tools and templates, you know, anything um, and everything that an entrepreneur is going to need at every stage of their business, right? So as I like to joke around, kind of taking Googling out of entrepreneurship. Instead of going to 100 different places looking for 100 different right. things, we did all that research and organized everything for the entrepreneur. And as I'm sure you know, and probably a lot of women, you know, listening, um, entrepreneurship, um, like you said, is lonely. So we wanted to make sure that people are not left with their own devices and hence the online community and the weekly life coaching session. So it's ongoing support for things that um, are happening in the business and personal lives of entrepreneurs. That's so great. Where do you think um, most entrepreneurs like um, make the biggest mistakes when they're first starting out? Do you think it's just Googling it, like you were saying, like the piecemealing of things? What kind of advice would you give someone who was just starting out? Yeah, I think uh, one of the best advice that I think we can give is make sure that you, first of all, that you have a plan. Um, I know there's very two different schools of thoughts on this. You don't need a business plan and you do, but especially nowadays with the, um, you know, with the technology and competition and the way that things change so quickly, if you don't have a plan, you don't have a roadmap that how to get you from point A to point B, right? Um, and then the second thing is probably uh, make sure that you have people around you um, who's gonna, who are going to help you avoid uh, making mistakes that are going to cost you time and money, the two things that entrepreneurs never have enough of. Yeah. So true. So true. <laughs> I know a lot of starting out entrepreneurs that are just beginning, they really focus on the look, right? The logo and the color palette and how pretty it's going to look, my Instagram, before they've even really developed a product or identified their ideal client. Um, right. Yeah. So in the, um, in the, in the work that you do with the lonely entrepreneur, I noticed you have this great free resource. Um, with modules. It's so in-depth. I highly recommend anyone listening to download this. It's incredible because it's, it's, the value of it is it's enormous. It, it looks expensive and you wait to a, for a moment to say, where do I put my credit card in? But it's free. Um, so tell free. me about how you guys, yeah, built that and were able to, you know, make it free for everybody, for your community. Yep, absolutely. So um, the Entrepreneurial Survival Guide. Uh, so, you know, when COVID hit and we under very quickly, especially with Michael's experience of going through the uh, 2008 financial crisis, 
Um, it took us about, you know, 10 seconds to understand where this is heading and what's going to happen to entrepreneurs and small business owners, especially uh, for those who've never experienced, I mean, most of us haven't experienced the pandemic, but the financial crisis and just, you know, a real um, downturn in the economy, what do you do, right? How do you deal with your business? And so we turned around and probably spent, you know, two weeks working 24 hours a day to put together uh, this survival guide, which includes everything that you need to, you know, do right now when it comes to expenses, when it comes to um, your revenue, when it comes to, you know, employees, and when it comes to uh, outside uh, resources to get cash, right, all of the PPP money. Um, mm -hmm. And so we had combined this, uh, all the resources and all the kind of step-by-step -step, um, action plan that you need to do uh, in order to make sure that you give yourself a chance to survive this. Um, because um, a lot of uh, a lot of entrepreneurs, and this is what we've been doing for the past five months. You know, our days are filled with talking to entrepreneurs. Um, you know, women, uh, people who just started, right, and who didn't see this coming. It's like, how do I survive? Like, I had maybe a month or two worth of, you know, money in the bank to get me through. I don't want to let go of all my employees. How do I now generate revenue if I can't actually go and you know deliver my product if it was a person-to-person uh, -person, uh, product or service, right? So um, we put everything in the survival guide and we just want to make sure that people um, have access to this information because again, when you start Googling um, things and A, you don't know whether or not it always applies to your business, B, you don't know whether the information has been vetted, um, and C, if you read the information, you then have to turn around and figure out, okay, how do I actually apply this to my business? So within our learning community, um, and because the entrepreneurship Bible guide is, is free, we opened it up to everybody and said, grab this, the, you know, it's a 58 page workbook as well, where you actually write down and see, um, because a lot of times we think that we know, you know, every dollar that comes in and comes out and every little detail about business. It's a little bit different when you start putting it on paper and you're actually, you know, seeing this in front of you, like, oh, wait a minute, I didn't remember this. Oh, but there's also this or that, right? And all the little details, make all the big difference <laughs> oh they surely do yeah especially when you're looking at it on paper um and yep. you're like oh yeah the squarespace subscription there's another exactly. $50. or oh yeah my wi-fi <laughs> i have to pay monthly yeah um all the little things that you know we don't it, it's almost like passive because it's you know it's automatically exactly. so we don't exactly. pay attention to it um but when we exactly. have to submit like the big payroll or you know for you know any kind of insurance that we remember because those totally. are bigger budget items um totally. it's so true but um it's important also i think in starting out to be strategic right to really put in a, a strategic plan towards not only developing your product your service but your marketing and everything mm -hmm. and what advice would you give to someone who's first starting out where should they spend most of their time first and where should they spend most of their money if they're very first starting out in their first year of entrepreneurship? Yeah. So if you're just starting out, right, um, and uh, marketing is probably not going to be your first go-to thing that you're going to focus, you're right. So what we've been um, helping people with is assume revenue is going to go to zero, right? Um, how do your expenses line up uh, with your revenue? So the first thing that a business has to do is cut expenses, Okay. So depending on where you are, you know, if you just started a month ago, um, and hopefully there are some clients who have been paying, right, and you were delivering your service, you now have to figure out, okay, if I, um, if my clients stop paying right now, but I have expenses, how do I cut those expenses, okay? 
Um, and part of what we're doing with the Entrepreneurial Survival Guide is taking people through uh, different scenarios and saying, well, you know, first of all, you have to learn how to negotiate with your vendors, right? Because every single one of us, even if we're just a one-woman show, we have vendors that we work with, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, payment terms and all that stuff. So we teach people how to negotiate with your vendors so that um, it doesn't become, you know, kind of a war, you know, tug of war, but it actually becomes a team. And there are ways to do that. Um, because if you step back for a second, right, vendors are same as you are business owners, right? And they're thinking about the same thing. So a lot of this has to, has to be around your perspective um, and your ability to kind of influence conversation and be able to speak about what's going on at the moment. Yeah, I love that. I love that. <laughs> and where do you think most entrepreneurs waste most of their time when they're um, first starting out? Yeah, um, that's a really good question. I think a lot of entrepreneurs are um, spread themselves thin by not being able to prioritize, right? So the busy work is always there. Uh, you could work 16-hour days and, and do a lot of stuff, but you're not doing anything that actually advances the business. So there's a lot of time spent, like you said, on creating the perfect logo or picking the perfect brand colors. And, you know, uh, perfect is the enemy of the good. Um, and you have to understand when, okay, when to draw the line and say, look, am I today, you know, if I pick five things that have to get done, are those the five things that are actually going to bring me closer to my goal, right? So entrepreneurs oftentimes don't spend the time setting goals and understanding what needs to be done to reach those. Yeah. And so a lot of time is wasted in the middle on, on doing things, but you're not really doing anything that moves the needle in your business. Yeah, I agree. Um, also, I think as women, we kind of get caught up in the community part because it's very hard for us to work alone. So we join the networking groups like Bra Network, or we go to all the webinars, we do all the Zooms, and then we realize, oh, I've been on a Zoom call for five hours today and I have gotten right. nothing done. <laughs> yep. And listen, communities are important, but to your point, I think um, we have to set clear expectations and, and clear understanding of, you know, when we join a community, what are we joining for, right? Um, is it, you know, for, to kind of grow our business community to get more clients or is it for the, because I think it's really important to have, um, uh, you know, female support and encouragement and kind of emotional support as, as we're on this journey. But I think you have to be very, um, deliberate and I'm going to use the word selfish with your time. Creating boundaries, right? Right. Yeah, right. creating boundaries are really important. And we, I feel like um, I see a lot of women compromise themselves first, um, their self-care, mm -hmm. their diet, exercise, um, just for the sake of like, oh, I've got to make it, you know, to a thousand followers on Instagram, or I have to do this one little thing yeah. and tweak it in my business. That's probably just fine. Um, right. You know, I feel like perfectionism gets in the way a lot of times. Yeah. Um, and it, it gets overwhelming and because there aren't any clear set boundaries that we create for ourselves. Absolutely. And listen, when I, um, I do a lot of, uh, um, you know, coaching and speak to a lot of women entrepreneurs and the analogy that I always use, because to your point, right. Um, you know, we have this passion and idea, you know, in our business, but then we, we have a family, for example, right. Some of us have a big family. Some of us have a small family. Some of us are single moms. Um, and I'm like, why is running your business any different from running your family business, right? You have to put the same priorities 
grief because my family is, is a business. It's a small run business. It is. Yeah. <laughs> we have a budget. We have a schedule. <laughs> exactly. Right. So, mm-hmm. you know, so as the CEO of, of both, you have to kind of prioritize the same way. You have to make time for certain things on both sides of the business. And to your point where women, you know, lose those boundaries and um, they, they sacrifice, you know, their health, their um, well-being, you know, time with, with family, right? Um, it's, it's like a product, like right? you yourself are a product. Like, would you ever let your product in your business fail? Because no, no. So you have to look at it exactly the same way. Yeah. <laughs> right? You have to treat both sides of the business equally. You have to allocate time. Like I said, you have to be selfish and very deliberate with your time. Like it doesn't mean that one gets more or the, you know, depending on the situation, obviously, but you have to take control. You have to prioritize. Yeah. I agree with you. I don't have time for all the fluff. Let's just get yep. to it. You know, and yep. I feel like, totally. there's a, unfortunately, you know, since the Me Too movement, um, there's been a lot of brands that have come up that got popular very quickly with the idea of like, girl, boss, femme, power, mm. and, you know, this kind of, you know, boss lady, but then there was nothing of substance underneath it. So yeah. a lot of women yeah. get roped into this idea, like, oh, it's so glamorous, but then it's built on a house of cards. They're like, well, yeah. how do I actually build this business? And I feel like to bring it back to your survival guide, it is literally laying out how to survive in entrepreneurship, not only during a pandemic, but like in general oh, yeah. at any time. Yeah. I think it has a lot of great takeaway. And it's difficult when I see women who get swept up in the kind of glossiness of what they right. think entrepreneurship and not the raw grittiness of it. Um, oh, how you nailed think, it. Yeah. I mean, um, what advice would you give for women that were starting out, you know, um, to, to avoid that, to avoid kind of the fluff and to create those boundaries yeah. when they're first starting out, especially. Yeah, absolutely. Um, to, to your point about, you know, entrepreneurship, being glamorized, I think it's really important for men, women to understand why they want to be an entrepreneur. Uh, because a lot of times I heard, well, you know, you're you're your own boss and you get to set your own hours. And I was like, do you know that there are 24 hour days? <laughs> or, you know, it's like, oh, well, you get to write off all your expenses. And I'm like, do you know that those expenses are coming out of your pocket? Mm-hmm. Right. So there is a lot of things that I think, um, you know, like you said, there is this kind of pink glasses on where it's like oh entrepreneurship it's so cool you know and I get to be the next uh you know Mark Zuckerberg or whatnot and it's like right. it's a it's a uphill battle right because your why has to be because you're trying to solve um you know an issue that'll make us all better as a society right it's going to bring something to the table in a way that has never been done before um and so I think for women uh just understand that it's um, you know, if you're thinking about raising money, like it's going to be, it's not going to be as easy if you were a man, like we're trying to change. We're doing a lot to, to bring real change in that uh, uh, aspect, but it's still right. You have to, you have to have thick skin. Again, you have to um, get over the imposter syndrome, right? If you have a great idea and you have a passion and um, you have to, uh, there's going to be a really, really, really steep learning curve. And if you're willing to take that on, you have a pretty good chance. Yeah. But um, you have to stay tr- true to yourself. 
right? You have to, you have to know why you're doing this and, and you know, how you're going to do this. Yeah. And I think I, it's, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just saying, I think it's important, like I said, you know, to have people around you. And the more, the more we talk to entrepreneurs, the more we realize how our experience, you know, especially Michael's from 2008, um, uh, is helping people now, right? Because if you've never done it, um, you're bound to make mistakes, right? Yeah. So the more you can surround yourself with people who've been there, and in our case, especially having gone through the financial crisis in 2008, and have all this insight and knowledge and, and know what's around, the, not just around the corner, but around the corner five bucks from here, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, is, I think it's crucial. It, it, it is. And um, to that, you know, definitely don't take advice from beginners, right? So I find, um, you know, people will surround themselves with people that are just yes, yes, you, yes, yes. <laughs> um, and then they take advice from people who are also still in year one. Um, but what's great, I think, about the lonely entrepreneur is Michael does talk about his experience, especially with the crash of, crash of 2008, which, you know, a recession will happen again. So yep. now we, we just know it's cyclical and how we prepare for that. Um, and I think a lot of times the biggest thing I've noticed that once women realize, oh, I'm surrounding myself with people who know the same thing I do, that actually fuels the imposter syndrome you were talking about. Now they think, yeah. You're right. I, I, nobody, somebody's going to find me out or this is never going to be good enough or they self-sabotage. They right. purposely oh my God. Yep. blockades in their way. Um, and then, but they're surrounded by yes people. So they're like, what, I, I must be an imposter. Um, it's all interconnected. Um, is imposter syndrome talked about in the guide? I wasn't able to read through the whole thing. Uh, it's extensive, but it's really great. <laughs> it is. We try to cover every area of the business, you know, when it comes to, to surviving now. So we definitely talk about the mindset. Um, oh. And, um, you know, you, you have to, like I said, you have to trust yourself, right? You have to be able to make decisions um, and you have to kind of go take paths that you otherwise never took. Um, so we definitely talk about the mental state of, of, you know, getting through the difficult times and also physical, like we talked about, right? You have to, you have to sleep, you have to get exercise, you have to make sure that you take care of your mind and body, like you can't be on 24 seven, right? right? You, need, you need to let your mind and body recharge. It is, it is so true. just beyond crucial. <laughs> yeah. even, even without a pandemic. I mean, especially exactly, now. Yeah, exactly. Ever. Right. <laughs> it's like, we've, our stress levels are up, our cash flow is slowing down. Uh, we might've had to furlough a few employees, you know, yeah. as we've gone through this experience, but, and that then takes as women an emotional toll on us, you know, oh, we get very, yeah. Yeah, um, we get oh very my God, because we internalize everything. We internalize it. And, and as much as we, you know, try not to let it affect, it, it does, it affects us because um, I think part of, you know, I've always said that I think women are awesome leaders because uh, we generally have a lot more empathy. Yes. Um, and usually that works really well, right? Because we're able to find um, uh, sort of sticking points with um, every constituent of our business and even personal lives, right? But sometimes um, it's, it's bad for us because we just take it all in and, and it really rests on our shoulders until we internalize it and process it and kind of let it go. Yeah, it's so true. Where I don't think men struggle with that. <laughs> a lot less. A yeah. lot less. <laughs> yes. They're looking at the numbers, right? They have the data. So they're fueled by that, where we're fueled by feelings and emotions and uh, right. connections and everything. Uh, well, I love this. So tell me 
what gets you excited about working at The Lonely Entrepreneur? What, get, what do you get carried away about when you're working with entrepreneurs, when you're working with Michael? What's your, what's your drive? What's your why? Uh, my why is really being able to get up in the morning and uh, have zero you know, reservations or, or any kind of negative thoughts about you know, what we're doing. It's that feeling of getting up and saying, we're, we get to get up every morning and help thousands and thousands of people. Like, I cannot imagine um, doing anything else uh, because that feeling of just fulfillment and knowing that you're, even, even if it's just a small thing, like if you're just even helping somebody operationalize their business, right, or hire their first employee, but knowing that we were able to help them kind of overcome that struggle is everything to me. Yeah. It's a big paycheck day, right? When you get, I feel I'm paid more with emotional, when I feel the support of someone than when I get my, oh, okay, deposit, but oh my that's God, a great 100%. payday, right? That's a great payday. Imagine the, the impact that you had on their life, right? Like they, they get up the next day and they're like, oh my God, like this is working. Like I'm actually getting somewhere because they had made it, you know, they're, they have this idea, they have this vision and you help them turn it into reality. Yeah. It's so powerful. So powerful. To me, it's, I love it's that. the best thing in the world. I'm so glad you found it, you know, and you know, I'm sure if you were to talk to little Victoria back in first grade, um, you would have probably never said that this is what you wanted to do when you grew up. Yeah, no, listen, little Victoria was in Russia in first grade. <laughs> and not only did I not imagine, you know, living in, in the U.S., uh, this, but, you know, to be able to be part of the Lonely Entrepreneur and have an impact on, on people worldwide is um, pretty unreal. That's pretty incredible. Congratulations. I'm really Thank excited you. to dive deeper into The Lonely Entrepreneur and uh, tell us where we can find it so anybody who's listening can grab a copy. Absolutely. So if you go to lonelyentrepreneur.com slash survival dash guide, um, but also if you just go to lonelyentrepreneur.com, you'll see it. It's, uh, it's right there at the top, survival guide, and you, know, you can download it and you'll have access to all the learning modules that we've been talking about, the weekly live coaching sessions that are part of the survival guide. And uh, we'll be honored, you know, to, to have people in the community and help them at every stage of their business. Yeah, I love this. And I can't wait to share it with all the ladies of the bra network. You know, we are all about supporting each other, uh, like a good Absolutely. bra. <laughs> and, Absolutely. Uh, love it. Love yeah, it. <laughs> collaboration over competition. So to find another networking group that's on the same, has the same mission and core values to, you know, just get people on the right track to start making money um, exactly. and supporting Instead that growth. I'm in for all of this. this that's what excites me. Um, so I'm so glad I got I to talk it. to you today. But before you go, I need to know what gets you carried away now that we're all, I asked this to all my guests, <laughs> now that we've been inside for so long, um, how are you keeping yourself busy other than work and kids? You know, are you listening to podcasts? Are you watching, binging Netflix? What are, what are you carried away about right now, entertainment-wise? Books, anything? Yeah, so... Um, I'm not, I'm not a huge TV, just you know, news, but um, my first thing in the morning is the Wall Street Journal, as you know, okay. nerdy as that sounds, but that gets me going because I just want to know, you know, what's on the front page of the Wall Street Journal this morning. Um, and I have binged the Ozarks on Netflix. Oh, I thought that was so an good. Awesome show. <laughs> I love it. Um, and then I just uh, finished reading Bulletproof um, oh. by Evie from Poop, uh, Poopas. Uh, it's okay. a Greek name. Um, and it's such an amazing book. I literally want to reread it. Um, Ooh, thank it's all you. about, yeah, so she's a former um, Secret Service agent. 
um, the couple of presidents and just really, really cool woman and talks about how we as women can, um, you know, build self-confidence and just overcome, um, uh, you know, adversities in life. But also a lot of it is, you know, for me being an entrepreneur, I could really relate. Um, for others, you can really take it into any part of your life. So um, Bulletproof, really, really recommend it. How oh, awesome. I'm going to, I'm going to add it to my list. Uh, I have a list of books. I'm, I think that's been one of the benefits for me during this is I've been reading more than I ever have before. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I don't yeah. feel like I have more time, but for some reason I find the time. Right. Yeah. 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 Exactly. <laughs> right? um, well, thank we you so find much. Time for what we want to, for what it's we need. so true. <laughs> what we want to prioritize. And we're able to honor that by creating the boundaries we talk about. There you go. There you <laughs> yes. go. Full circle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So don't go anywhere, but we're going to wrap up here. Um, thank you so much for joining me. Um, and getting thank you so much away. for having me. Thank you. Pleasure. (laughs) Well, that was fun. I love featuring female entrepreneurs. It's one of my favorite topics. I am your host, Carrie Murray, and thank you for tuning in to yet another episode of Getting Carried Away. To learn more about these entrepreneurs featured or about the Bra Network, head over to bra-network.com.